All right, guys, welcome back here to another episode of the Third Out Podcast here. It is a couple of weeks uh, since we have uh, got out to you guys. We apologize for that, but we got a pretty packed show for you today. We're going to go over World Series favorites, uh, awards that have just happened, and some free agents here. Uh, Bryson, you want to start off here with the World Series favorites? Yeah, so the World Series favorites, we're going to go over these real quick. The, the favorite with the best odds is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I think we all kind of saw this coming with the amount of money that they spent, just that they have in their roster. Um, absolutely stacked the rotation. Um, you know, I think they're well-deserving of being the favorites, but we just haven't seen them execute in the playoffs, obviously. Uh, second team is the Houston Astros, obviously just in the World Series. We all know what they're capable of. Three, the Atlanta Braves. Um, they are finally going to get healthy, so they're going to be really scary this upcoming year. Um, New York Yankees at four, Chicago White Sox at five. The scary thing about this, though, is we have all the free agency, though, for this to change. Obviously, this is incredibly early, but as it stands right now, at the end of the season, basically with no changes at this point in the year, these are the favorites. So I think I think the odds for the top five make a lot of sense at this point in time going into the offseason. These are, you know, some of the most complete teams. I think the Braves were one of the more complete teams last year, even before their output injuries. Uh, so this really stacks up nicely. Um, I would question kind of maybe the Yankees. Uh, is they're kind of top heavy? But and the, I think they here. Yeah, they got a lot of question marks too on who's going to be on their roster. Yeah, but as the roster right now, I think these odds are basically bet based on. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got the White Sox at plus one thousand two hundred, uh, Rays at six, and their pitching staff really need that them to add some offense, and they could really help their odds. Uh, Padres though, what are we up down seventh? So Padres are the seventh team on this list. I think that's too high for them. They're tied with the Brewers and the Giants. I think they should be well below the Brewers and the Giants after this season. They have yeah. a lot of things that work out after the way the season ended. Yeah. yeah, and they don't have a manager. They don't know who's going to be their manager next season. Yep. So, I mean, like, the Giants have a lot of free agents they're going to have to bring back. They have posing retirement to worry about, that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think the Giants are in better position than the Padres. Um, Padres are spending more money. And it's just going to be harder for them to improve. Got to figure out the manager situation that might miss. So, you know, they're tied then with the Brewers as well. And the Brewers just have to find some offense tied with the Blue Jays as well. I just realized they have the exact same amount. They're listed last at plus 1600 along with the Giants, Brewers and Padres. So the Blue Jays, uh, we, we know they're pitching, but like the way they ended the year, kind of with Barrios, and now they've already extended Barrios in this offseason. Um, Robbie Ray just won the Cy Young. So I think this team, the Blue Jays, the Giants would probably be, should be a little higher. Brewers yeah. are about right. Average should be lower, I think. Yeah, they're, they're upper tier in that plus 1,600. Yeah. Yeah. So those teams are all equal. I think they should be a little bit, you know, spread out in those four at least but those are the world series odds for 2022 and obviously those are very subject to change um we'll look at something similar to this before the season starts just to see how much the offseason is messed with this um another thing i'd like to point out you know the dodgers have an insane amount of free agents 
Um, I think the I think the Braves are going to be looking pretty good. Astros may lose Correa, but yeah. they're <laughs> bad on free agents. Uh, the White Sox are young and locked up, so the White Sox may move up what as well. Um, but yeah, uh, Giants may get hurt in free agency pretty badly with a lot of the the amount of free agents that they have. So there's another something to keep that keep an eye on. Right. Then obviously it's going to change a lot throughout the season. Sure, it may change in a week here. But all right, Bryson, if you were a betting man here with these odds, what who are you putting your money on at this point? Well, you know how strong I was leaning for the White Sox last year. And I, you know, they got they got the experience. So I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. But I think I may go with the Blue Jays. But the thing I want to see from the Blue Jays first is I want to see them add one pitcher. If the Blue Jays add one pitcher, I would put my money on them. As it stands right now, I'd put my money on the White Sox, though. Because I think our prediction probably just one year too early on them. But yeah, but those, those, are, those are some pretty good picks. I agree with you there. Those are some good picks. And the, that Dodgers at plus 500 is uh, blaring at me for whatever reason there. Well, I, I think the, the Blue Jays are, are a sneaky good pick there. They add one more person on their roster. I mean, Dodgers and Astros, I mean, it's baseball, so, like, there's never a safe bet. Exactly. But you're, you're comfortable with those two teams, I think, with yeah. the Dodgers and the yeah, I mean the Dodgers. Yeah, Dodgers are are gonna lose Correa pretty much, um, but with uh, the way the team's constructed, I mean, yeah, it's gonna be a big loss, but it, they're still gonna be in the mix. Yeah, we're gonna go to the free agents uh, really towards the end of the show, and you'll yes. see just how many how many Dodgers there are that are gonna yeah. be leaving out and so. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting if they if they bring all those guys back. Yeah. So Noah, what's a team that you think should be in this top ten that we did not list? That's a it's a tough one here. I think they pretty much hit hit all the teams I would put in there or that I'm that come to mind. There's a few that's a little higher up than I would think, but there's no one team that stands out like, oh, they should have been in there. What's the team that's next closest you think then? Maybe Cincinnati. The Cardinals. Really the Cardinals. That one stands out to me now that I start thinking about it a little bit more. The I think – I think the Cardinals should be in there before the Red Sox. Yeah, Red Sox are currently listed at 11th. We didn't really yeah. say that. Um, I would also bring to mind the Phillies, for me yes. personally. Yeah, the Phillies. Uh, Phillies, Phillies and Cardinals are big ones. Yeah, Phillies Cardinals. I'm a Cardinals fan, so I was trying to avoid saying Cardinals. But, yeah, those two. I think they also kind of maybe ignored the AL West. Those are the Athletics and the Mariners. Uh, maybe two teams that I put in before Boston. Yeah, I, I think – yeah, they're probably thinking those two teams are fool's gold there. I can see that with Seattle. I don't see that with Oakland. And yeah. Oakland, I, but like, 
It was Oakland's pitching staff, though, I think. But yeah. Yeah, we have all the free agency to figure this out, though. So yeah, it's going to change in a moment. I think the biggest sleeper in all this, and I don't think this is a biggest sleeper team with the World Series chance, but I think the biggest team that can come out and surprise people next year and be maybe competitive, maybe the Indians. Yeah, or oh now the Guardians. Guardians. Uh, with the start of the season. That's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, I think just with the overall talent that they have on their roster and in their clubhouse, and then I think they can do some things. But they'll have to, I don't think they get past the White Sox, but they could, they could just surprise somebody, maybe a wild card, making that run. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought they'd be better than they were this year. They just yeah, a lot sold of everybody. And the a lot of people thought they and the Twins would be better. Yeah, they both just – Sold everything. The, the twins sold everything. I think the Cleveland Indians kept a decent amount to where they'll be. Yeah, they're um, semi competitive. Yeah, maybe throwing a surprise this year. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I wouldn't give them World Series odds, really. Yeah, no, not not yet. Out. Yeah, not anything above a plus two hundred or two thousand. Yeah. So switching gears now to look at some of the awards that have been given out, we are. Tonight, let's see what's tonight. Tonight's Wednesday. They gave out the Cy Young Award tonight. Yes. But we will start with the Rookie of the Year because they gave out Rookie of the Year first. Um, National League was Jonathan India. Yeah, but that was, if I remember correctly, that was my pick when we did the midseason uh, I believe rankings. so. Yep. And I took the guy from Miami. But you got it right. I think, yeah, very solid pick. Led all rookies with a 376 on base percentage, 34 doubles, 71 walks, and 98 runs scored. Uh, played almost the whole season, like 150 games. So, like, yeah, very solid rookie year. Yeah. And I think he's just going to be a solid second baseman for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of discussed that second base in the National League was a little weak. So, he is somebody that I think could definitely move into the category of being among the best second basemen there. He was Absolutely. an electric like He showed up at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. He may not have put up the biggest numbers throughout the overall season, but he had some clutch appearances. And the games that mattered, he was, you know, on the highlights of all those games. Yes, absolutely. American League, this is no surprise, but it doesn't seem fair. It's Randy Rosarena. I, I, I absolutely hate that. He's been in the league three years. <laughs> This is his third season. If you're going to consider him a rookie, I guess you have to give him credit. It's well-deserved on his part. He played him. Yes. Yes. He, he definitely leads all the categories. But you can't consider this guy a rookie. He's, he's been called up. He's been a September call-up two years, two years in a row. He has so much big league experience, and he was – it showed so much here. Like he was just so far above all the other rookies. Yeah, I mean, he's because he's been in the playoffs for – Two years. Two years. The amount of play, like the amount of play, play appearances, is insane. Yeah. yeah. So, well deserved for him, but I think there needs to be a look at the rules of what we consider a rookie here in that regard. But, yes. Yeah. Yes. He's gonna have a special career though. So. Yes, as he should. He's a little. He's a little older for a rookie, isn't he? Isn't he like 25, 26? 
something like that. I think I, I want to say he's a little older. I don't know why. Oh shoot, he is twenty six. Yes, I knew. I knew it was something like that. I believe that's the average rookie age of a baseball of a league player. Oh shoot, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I was thinking I was thinking it was 22, 23. Well, that's the good players. Yeah. So that leads us to we'll see what was that? That was Monday night. So Tuesday night they gave out the manager of the year in the National League. It's no surprise. Yep. Uh, that was Dave Kapler. After the San San Francisco Giants. I mean, yes. It you couldn't give it to anybody else. Oh yeah. This there is no competition here. I mean, let me see. Yeah. Um, when he was in Philadelphia, though, I was not a fan of him. I thought Philadelphia just couldn't get him out of there quick enough. And yeah. then, yeah. But, obviously, I was wrong. <laughs> he is amazing, and he showed that this year because it, it – you can't not give the manager credit for what happened in San Francisco this year. Um, you know, the way the experts looked at the team, the skill level on the team and didn't expect anything to happen. He did amazing. Um, did he follow up Bruce Boshi directly or was there a year or two gap? No, I want to say there's a year gap. I may be totally wrong though. I believe it is, yeah, straight from one to the other. So, I mean, like, that's a big legacy to follow up. Oh, yeah, huge. I mean, that's um, a, those are, you know, big shoes to fill. Exactly. Uh, especially since uh, Boshi wasn't able to do anything with this team for the past couple of years. So, you know, like, yeah. you have a full-time manager that can't get things working, and then you bring in a new guy with uh, Kapler and just boom easy so he he netted 28 first place votes to earn the nl manager of the year um i don't know who else would have even gotten a vote at this point um yeah and i can't think of anybody else that would get a vote in the national league i mean because you could you know atlanta you know you got to work through some injuries that's got to take some good managing but you know yeah uh, but i mean that that roster was pretty loaded yeah Better than to take a roster that was expected to do well. I just had to deal with a couple injuries. So, yeah, I mean, if anything, Atlanta could get if they were giving out executive of the year, you know, Atlanta could get a few yeah, for putting that, putting those teams, teams together. Yeah. Yeah. But that takes us to the American League and Kevin Cash for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. This is his second year, I believe second year in a row. Uh, the Rays had over 100 wins, just dominated. Um, we talked about uh, many times here that, you know, they, they're in the American League East, and everybody in the American League East can hit really well, and nobody in the American League can pitch really well. And they have the best numbers by a pitching staff in all of baseball. So they are taking out the best hitters in the game and doing it better than anyone else. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, they, they just run the away division. with that division. Yeah. So, I mean, they have to face the best hitters more than anyone else, and they still come out with the best numbers um, by pitching staff. 
And so, I mean, pitching wins games. I think that's what they have taught us. Um, doesn't win the playoffs, though. Yeah. I mean, they just – Boston just put it to them in the playoffs. Yeah. So, they need to figure out something. They need to get some offense. If they give up, you know, the pitching will win you the regular season games. Offense will win you the postseason games. I think that's what they've – Hopefully they they've learned this lesson like we have learned it by watching them, um, but maybe they can give up some pitching, and maybe their wins over the regular season will drop under 100. And maybe that'll give them what they need to make a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I think you'd give up a few wins the regular season to get a couple wins in the playoffs. Which I mean, yeah. they they won in the playoffs, but they haven't won consistently. I mean, yeah, they won the World Series, and they got dominated in the one World Series that they were in. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even close. Yeah, and they did not look themselves against Boston either, giving up a lot of runs. Yeah, that's not what they live and die by, but, yeah, they got to figure that out. But hats off to him on what he did, especially in the regular season. Um, again, kind of like uh, Gabe – for the Giants, just a bunch of no names. Like, yeah, realistically, you look at the Rays roster. Like, you, you're beginning to know them now because of the amount of times that they, you know, are playing against good teams. But like, salary wise, that's the worst in baseball. Yeah, and you know, there's still a lot of guys that nobody knows their names, and those they're that's their star players, their best players. So that was Monday and Tuesday. And that brings us to tonight's awards, which is Cy Young. Mm-hmm. I think we've led with National League. So we'll lead with National League again. And that was Corbin Burns. This is probably the most competitive out of all the all the races. Oh, it's very competitive. And we've talked about this one basically the whole time we've done a podcast. Like every week, honestly, at some point. Yeah. We've talked about at least one pitcher that was in the Cy Young race at some point in each week. And, you know, there's, you know, really only two Brewers towards the end of the year were in it, but you still had like two Dodgers in it. You had, you know, Zach Wheeler from Philadelphia in it. Um, Scherzer was probably the closest to taking it, but he led the league, Corbin, this is, led the league in ERA, strikeout rate. Uh, we all know he's got amazing control, doesn't walk many guys. So just, I mean, he made history a couple times this year. Um, he's 39 years old, definitely, a, I guess he's aging, but like still a valuable piece from Milwaukee going forward with them too. Oh yeah, so absolutely. Well-deserved Cy Young for him. That takes us to the American League here where it goes to Robbie Ray from the, uh, yep. from the uh, Blue Jays. Yeah, this one was up and down. Um, I don't know that I would say this one was, was as competitive. Overall, I think any of the American League Cy Youngs would have lost to the NL Cy Young. Oh, easily. But, like, we went through a lot of names here. Like, there was a point in time where Garrett Cole was the favorite. You had uh, Rodon and, um, obviously, Lance Lynn stayed in it the whole year. And then Corbin Burns just came out of nowhere at the end of the season and took it. Oh, Robbie Ray, you mean? Sorry, yeah. yeah. Robbie Ray came out. 
the end of yeah, the I mean, I don't want to say he came out of nowhere because he was pretty, st- but yeah, I mean, but he, he was <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't heavily in the conversation the whole year, but had an amazing end of the year. Mm-hmm. Last what month, month and a half, maybe two months even, was just untouchable. First Toronto player since Roy Holiday to win the Zion. Yeah, that was all the way back in 2003. Yeah. So that leads us now to the MVP, which comes tomorrow. And so, therefore, we do not know who that's going to be. But in the National League, we have Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, and Fernando Tatis Jr. as the finalists. Uh, What do you see happening here, Noah? I think I know your opinion here, but... Yeah, I say I'll, I got to give it to Bryce Harper. I would agree with that. Um, Juan Soto has had an outstanding year. And Bryce Harper is just like two inches in front of him. Yeah, I mean, he's, and it's crazy because Bryce Harper wasn't an all star this year. Yeah. That's I mean, which blows my mind. His numbers were like borderline all star going into the all star break. And then he just took off after the all star break, just wouldn't stop. And it wasn't like he went through one hot stretch and then cooled down. Like, but he was just nonstop forward movement for the entire second half of the season. Uh, yeah. Just tore past everybody. I mean, he, he, he was. kept up his pace throughout the whole year, I think Harper would have still been better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, Harper is the main reason why the Phillies were in the playoff race for so long. Yeah. I mean, if he wasn't playing out of his mind, they would have dropped off real fast. It's nice to see him kind of fulfilling what everybody thought he would be when he signed there for that massive amount of money there in Philadelphia. Yeah. And he's kind of fulfilling – what he was those first, what, two seasons in Washington, D.C. Yeah. So it's nice. I mean, he's getting up there in age. Like, it doesn't seem like that to me. And obviously, he still has a long time left. But, like, he's probably not going to move teams again. So, like, oh, no. you got to start pulling these MVPs now. Like, this is his prime. Yeah. Like, a couple of years haven't been so great. He didn't have time to just – Start heating up again. He's got to be playing like this now. We know he's capable of it. Um, so I think he's the MVP favorite. I wouldn't argue if it went to Juan Soto just because, I mean, we've seen the numbers that he's put mm-hmm. up. He improved himself so much defensively. Um, but again, he was not on a team that was as, as competitive, and that shouldn't be a factor, but it might be. And oh, again, numerically, yeah. he was just so, so close, but right behind Bryce Harper. Yeah, I th- and I think the Washington or the Nationals not being competitive is most likely going to have a factor on it. I mean, it shouldn't, but it, it definitely will. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were just not competitive for so long of the year. And you have the Phillies and the, the other two candidates, you know, are Tatis who missed how many – a bunch of games – and then came back and didn't really yeah yeah, to yeah. yeah exactly it kind of surprised me that he was even named finalist to be honest with you yeah could have been Austin Riley honestly. yeah Austin Riley I think could have been get some votes as well mm-hmm. yeah 
That moves us to the American League. We have Vlad Guerrero Jr., Otani, and Marcus Simeon. So Simeon had an amazing year, um, especially as a second baseman, pulling off non-second baseman numbers. Um, totally just going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say he's undeserving of an MVP, but the other two guys were so incredible. It's hard to give him credit for that. Um, the guy that was not mentioned in the top three that I think should get some votes uh, is Salvador Perez. Yeah. It, it kind like, of surprised me he wasn't. Home runs and RBIs. And he's, As a catcher. And an amazing defensive catcher Yeah, at that. So that's that deserves some attention, in my opinion. And maybe that's just the catcher in me showing up. But he deserves some votes. Otani did not finish the year very strong. He started the year out amazing. But it's just so hard to value a guy that has double the value of everybody else. Yeah. Like the, the technical term for this award is most valuable player. And in terms of value, you value him as a hitter and you and value as a him pitcher. So that's automatically twice the value. Yeah. So by that technical analysis of it, he should win it like every year. Like even if you were average in the field and on the mound, he would still, by technicality, be the most valuable player. And so my question is, how high up in the ranks of offense and pitching does he have to be to deserve this award? Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty valid argument. Because he wasn't a top three pitcher in his league, and he wasn't a top three hitter in his league. No. I mean, it's just crazy because he's what he's doing, he's doing it as a pitcher at the plate. He is elite. Like, he had an amazing offensive year. I don't want to hate on that. Like, especially the way he did the first three-fourths of the year, too, mm-hmm. offensively. And to, to be an all-star level pitcher, um, probably he was probably, what, like fourth or fifth in the Cy Young. He's probably fourth or fifth among offensive players in the American League. Like, that's insane yeah. to be doing that whole thing. I, it's just so unprecedented and hard to value that, though. Yeah. You're giving him a contract, and if you're looking to get him on your team, you'd pay a massive amount of money for that, more than anyone else. He should be the highest-paid player in baseball. Yeah, and I he 1,000% will be here in the next, whenever he's up for an extension. Yeah. I wonder how long he's under contract for He's still under his rookie deal. I don't know how long rookie deals typically are in the MLB, though. season with the Angels and is signed to. Next year in its final season. Oh, shit. So, he, so he's due for an extension. So either he's going to get extended and probably become, should become the highest paid player in baseball. Or he's gonna hit free agency, and that's gonna be amazing. Six hundred ten years, six hundred million dollars easily. Yeah, because you're paying him as a pitcher and as a hitter. Now we can't forget, like he's on the same team as Mike Trout. I still think Mike Trout's the better offensive player here. 
Mike Trout just got that massive deal. Yeah. So it's going to be tough paying them both. Yeah. So anyway, the third finalist here um, is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, I would love to say that he's the best offensive player in the American League, but I would strongly consider Salvador Perez at this point. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to put Salvador Perez in the finalist for offense, if you're just considering offense here for MVP, I think you have to take Otani. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you and I have talked a lot in the show about Vlad. I think he's the best offensive player in baseball. Um, yeah. His ability for average, and, like, he's a triple crown threat. He's the Miguel Cabrera, the Albert Pujols of the future. Oh, yeah. That's a great comparison. Yeah. So, I think definitely MVP level player, MVP level season. But it's just such an unprecedented season because he was passed by Salvador at the end in two two major categories, and Otani is doing two things at once. So it's hard to it's hard to know what we're doing here. I think it'll it'll end up going to Otani. I mean, it, it it's just it's hard not to give it to him. Yeah. So I, I mean, whatever way it goes, we're, we're looking at a well deserved award for whatever player gets it. It's not like the National League where there's only two valid candidates, in my opinion. Yeah. This is, this is much, much deeper. Yeah. There's probably five people that could argue. Four, four people that you argue could get it. And in the National League, really only one should get it at the same level that these four should get it. Oh, yeah. So, all right. That leads us now to free agents this year so there are a lot and this is an amazing free agent market especially if you are a team in need of a shortstop so my new york yankees gonna spend a lot of money there are a decent amount of teams that need a shortstop my st louis cardinals so both of our teams need shortstops top free agent carlos correa no surprise there um, obviously we know the Astros scandal and whatnot. He's been receiving a lot of hate, but he is the best free agent shortstop on the market. Wherever best he goes. Oh, yeah. And even with the next one being Sager, I still think he miles ahead of Sager. Yeah. I but think he, he's going to reset the price for shortstops. Oh, it's going to go up dramatically. Yeah. I think he needs to sign first because I think the other shortstops are going to wait to see how much money he gets. Yeah. Other teams might pressure some of the other shortstops to sign first so they can get him for less money, but like any smart shortstop would wait until after he signs his contract. Yeah, and something to look at too is the the lockout. Yeah. Now he could go and screw over all the other shortstops. And just be like, I'm not signing. Or he could just be like, oh, I'm staying in Houston and I'm not going to sign for as much money. I'm going to take a home discount. I don't think there's – there is zero chance he stays in Houston. Okay. But, like, say he does. Say he takes a discount. Say he doesn't sign for as much money as he could. That screws over all the other shortstops because every other shortstop has to earn less money than technically. Because all the other teams are going to be like, oh, well, Seager only got paid this much. So, 
you're not as good as as Korea, so we're going to pay you less. Yeah, that's that's pretty valid point. Well, I think the likelihood of that happening is pretty slim. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, not that this, I mean, it matters, but it doesn't matter. This is always something subtle that you can tell that when an athlete's getting ready to sign somewhere, when they take out the team that they played for out of their bios on social media, he's already taken Astros out of his bio. I mean, I feel, yeah, that's fair. That's always something subtle that you've always got to look at. They're not getting a home discount if you do that. No, it, he's getting a lot of money. He's probably getting five hundred million dollars. Yeah, so he's probably our top free agent. But after him, we have Corey Seager uh, from the Dodgers shortstop. Obviously, um, obviously, he did not start the year with the Dodgers. So that's the second great shortstop. Also, that's big for the Dodgers. Big loss for them. I think there's a good chance he comes back. Yeah, he's also had some injuries. You got to consider that as well. Yeah. Um, Chris Bryant. Now, this is um, obviously third baseman, but I I, I like Bryant's value because he can play anywhere on the field. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can go anywhere from first to third, and yeah, he he's a very he's definitely someone you want on your lineup. Yeah, um, one interesting rumor about Bryant was that the Mariners tried to get him during the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I could see him going there. Yeah, he was I could see him trying to get a massive free agent and him being the one. Yeah, and they are known to splash on some on a free agent every once in a while. I feel back. like that would. I don't think he's Robert Griffey Jr. level, but I feel like it would have a similar feel to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a player of his caliber there. Yeah. It's also linked that he's tied to the Mets as well. I saw that. I don't want him to go there, but that'd be interesting. Yeah. Also, um, remember he has ties to Bryce Harper. Um, he may, I haven't yes. heard anything. But yeah, because yeah, it was yeah, a lot of people thought when Harper was going to free agents, he was going to the Cubs to play with him. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of Nevada boys that he might team up with too. That, yeah, you know, all those guys that ended up in the LB that played together when they were young. Marcus Simeon for the Blue Jays at second base, obviously an MVP level caliber second baseman. Uh, basically, any team in the National League could use him right now. Freddie Freeman uh, for the Atlanta Braves. This is this could be big, but he he seems to me he's 32 years old, so he may not get the longest contract. But like, I don't know what it is. What is it about first baseman that always feels so like loyal and like cornerstone of the foundation and like that guy that you keep around? Like this is the guy that kept through their rebuild. Why would they let go of him now? Well, he I saw something where he turned down a. Not significant, but a pretty good sized deal from the from the Braves. I don't know if it was edited or what, but I think he's definitely someone you keep around as well. I mean, you yeah, don't I, obviously don't overpay him that much, but he's definitely coming off the World Series. He's cornerstone of your team. You know, he's been there through the ups and downs. He's definitely someone you want in your clubhouse. Yeah. So obviously, other teams are going to want him. I don't know if he's going to want to go. 
you know, he's made it this far in his career in Atlanta. He's made a name for himself as being such a great guy. You know, we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Obviously a great player. Robbie Ray just won the Cy Young. He's also a free agent. We've talked about the Blue Jays' lack of pitching. You got to keep him. Him, they're going to need to sign two guys. They need to add somebody on top of him. Or if they lose him, they're going to have to fill that hole and the hole there. Yeah. And you definitely don't want to lose him to a division rival as well. Yes. And there's going to be a lot. Divisions looking for pitching. Yeah. I could see New York going after him pretty hard, Boston going after him. Tampa's not doesn't really need him. I can't see. I mean, there of course, yeah, uh, but yeah, you definitely don't want to lose him to New York or Boston. Now, Especially, my thing is, though, he's been decent, but like this is the first time he's really broken out. Yeah, he's, he's not. Like, you, you don't pay him a significant. I mean, not like a huge deal, but I mean, he's gonna be asking for a huge deal coming off Cy Young though. Is he another Corey Kluber, though? Yeah, that's a oh, – man, Corey Kluber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to bring up the sore spot for the Yankees. Yeah. yeah, that was a disappointment. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go to quite that level, but it, it's a possibility. I th- Yeah, I wouldn't go to that level, but I think there is a chance that he slips back to a middle three ERA type guy. Yeah, like I think he's. I I honestly think he may have just won the Cy Young, and obviously he could very well prove me wrong this year if he does that. You know, performs decently well again, but he might be the third best pitcher in this rotation. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Yu, who was among the Cy Young candidates last year, was last year with uh, the Dodgers, and then you have Barrios they just signed, which is one of the great young talents in the game. Yeah, I mean, Ray might be their best. Maybe so, not, maybe not next season, but the season after that, yeah, he's. I would say he's definitely third. Yeah. So I, you know, the more I think about it, the more him leaving wouldn't be the end of the world for them. No, but he's definitely but he's not something you would want to leave. Yeah. No, that would just mean another hole they have to fill in that rotation. Yeah. So I think they could get a cheaper, maybe more consistent three, four option if they let him go. So. Uh, next up is Max Scherzer. Again, the Dodgers are going to lose a lot. Um, I think they are pretty intent on bringing him back, though, aren't they? Oh, they have to. Yeah. I mean, especially, uh, especially, especially yeah. So that's kind of – they may try to hold off on, like, getting – there's a lot of starting pitchers here that they may lose. Like, so are they going to try to hold off the whole free agent signing pitchers until they know what's going on with Bauer? Like, what's going to happen there? That's going to be weird for them, and that may bite them. Yeah, I just say you pretty much got to – you got to look at Bauer like he's not on the roster. You just got to start – You got. I mean, because he essentially isn't. Yeah. At least at this point in time, yeah. he's a, he's not on the roster. Yeah. I mean – But I do this whole situation may bite them, and their World Series odds may be overstacked between – like we talked about their World Series favorites. That was the beginning of our show. But with the amount of free agents they have and with the whole situation of not even knowing what their roster is going to consist of, aside from free agency, like how you don't even know how to structure your whole attack. True. That may really hurt them this offseason. So, anyway, Scherzer is a free agent. 
Um, down to the other team in the West, though, is Kevin Gosman for the Giants. Created. Yeah, this is a this is another team that can get destroyed by free agents. So, especially their pitching staff. We'll, some more guys down here. We'll talk about Marcus Stroman for the Mets. We uh, have another Mets guy coming up here. Already left. So, yeah, that's there. They that's <sighs> yeah, they're they're gonna want to keep him. I mean, I think the Mets could tank. I think the Mets could get rid of Stroman. Wouldn't be the worst thing. I there's there are some teams that need him. He did he did a really good job. He was their only solid starting pitcher for the whole season. Obviously, we know that the Mets have amazing talent in starting pitching, but like Stroman was the most consistent. He made it the whole year, and yeah. was in the ERA category. He could. He could find himself a nice spot, and they could get a lot of return. Obviously, not free agent. Never mind. So, so yeah, you're not going to get anything. But yeah, he can I mean, get a lot. He's going to get. He's going to get a pretty significant check wherever he goes. Uh, Starling Marte, 33 years old, so the age is a factor, but he's still playing well. We have Trevor Story. We're back to the shortstops again. Rockies shortstop now, 28 years old. What a great shortstop market. Like, this is – I think this is the third guy we listed, but, like, is he even – like, he's the third best shortstop in this in this free agent market. He's probably the third best shortstop in baseball. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, a lot of people – I'm shocked that he wasn't dealt at the end of the deadline. They must have a real, real confidence that he's going to re-sign with Colorado. So, if your team is looking for a shortstop – I would take comfort in this offseason. Like, lockout possibility aside, this is the offseason for your team to strike. Like, At this least is their Yeah, because whoever you sign, you're going to get production from. It's going to be a good sign. Exactly. That brings us to Chris Taylor. can also play shortstop. Uh, basically just a utility guy. He's going to be good wherever you can play him. Um, there are certain teams that use utility guys more than others, so this may be interesting to see where he goes. Um, but just looking at the structure of different teams, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. More and more teams are starting to use the utility factor mm-hmm. players. So, yeah, which sometimes bites them in the butt when they're playing a different position every game. Yeah, but I mean, you got a guy like Taylor that'll work. Um, there's a couple guys like this in the league that can do what he does. Mm-hmm. Not many though. So he is a special talent. I don't, you know. Not a big fan of his, but I do appreciate what he does as far as playing everywhere. Uh, Javier Baez, the guy I don't appreciate as much. We did a whole segment on him to start the year. Um, another free agent. Yeah, it's pretty much the Bryson beat up on Javi Baez show, that first show. Oh, yeah. That honestly could be all of our shows. I could rant on him forever. Um, <laughs> watch the Cardinals are going to sign him now. Um, I highly doubt that would happen, but you know. Oh, that that'd be great. I'd buy you a jersey. I I would burn it. Next, that brings us to Clayton Kershaw, um, the Dodgers' all-time great starting pitcher. I say all-time great. I don't mean the greatest, but yeah, this is this is big. Is this the time? Like it? It would be so crazy to see Kershaw in a different jersey. I don't. I think. I think even if he doesn't get the money he wants, I think he'll take a he'll take a discount to stay in. 
in uh, LA. I don't think so, he leaves. I wonder how he feels about not being the ace. I mean, like, he's, he's a little older. He's been overlooked a little bit. Yeah. I feel like he could step out and revamp his career kind of like Justin Verlander. Yeah, I agree. Be like, hey, guys, I'm still the best starting pitcher in baseball. Yeah. But, but the only thing with him is right now is he's hurt. He may need Tommy John. Well, so was Verlander, though. Like, Verlander came back from that. It was like, oh, yeah, here I am. Yeah. I mean, I know Verlander missed more time this year, but I mean, Verlander's gone through that a couple times in his career where he misses time and then he hits free agency and he may not have played going into the last year and then boom, gets signed a lot. Speaking of Justin Verlander, he's next on our list and he just got signed. He did. He came back, came back to the Astros. Yeah, he held a pro or like a pro day thing and 25 teams showed up. What five teams did not show up? I don't know. Probably the teams that spend the money to get them. Yeah, every, everything I saw, I just said 20 teams or 25 teams, whatever. I never said teams that, teams that were there, teams weren't there. Yeah, I can imagine some teams that, like, knew they couldn't afford them either way, and then maybe the Astros probably already knew, probably seen them behind the scenes and stuff. Like, anyway, yeah. the Astros, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that, another guy who's already been signed – it was Syndergaard. Yeah, almost gave Bryson a heart attack when he signed. Texting me signed with the Dodgers instead of the Angels. Yeah, Noah sent me a text <laughs> giving me some false information. Wrong Los Angeles team. Yeah, I just saw L.A. on my alert. And I was like, oh, Bryson's going to like this. <laughs> didn't read that it said the Angels afterwards. I just assumed it was the Dodgers. Yeah, so much needed starting pitching for the Angels. But is he actually going to pitch? It'd be classy and a lot of money on a guy only for him not to play and just be injured. For one year, one year, $25 million. He hasn't pitched in two years. I think this may be a smart move. Get him into the system, show him around your team, make him fall in love with your team and with your area, your players, and then boom, sign him again if he actually pitches this year. Yeah, but $25 million is a lot of money to gamble on that. It's only going to hurt you for one year, though. True. They got to do something to get pitching. Also, like... They could use a lot of things. But I think he is... Obviously, he's one of the greatest pitching talents. He's just Clayton Kershaw level when he plays. Like, Yeah, when he's healthy, he's definitely up there. Like, if he were healthy right now, he'd be the top, the top starting pitcher on this list. Oh, e- very easily. Uh, that moves us with some, some smaller names. We got Eduardo uh, Rodriguez for the Red Sox, maybe, or is on the market. Uh, the top two relief pitchers are Kenley Jansen, another guy for the Dodgers, look out there, um, and Raziel Iglesias for the Angels. Again, Angels need to watch their starting pitching. Uh, Anthony Rizzo for the Yankees is going to be interesting to watch him. He's got he's got to come back. Interesting thing, yeah. But I don't know. Does he have to? I mean, what are the Yankees going to do? Because they're kind of overstacked around the infield. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think you got got to get rid of Voight. Get something in return from him. Okay. Or, uh, or you just keep them both, which that's what I would prefer to do. 
just keep them both. Yeah, and use Void as a DH, but that means Stanton's got to play in the field. And then one of your outfielders doesn't get to play in the field, or a Gallo has to play center. Yeah, that see they they they, they, did not, they didn't think about how having these massive outfielders that just hit for home runs and not think about the field. Yeah, you I can't. Mean, have, Gallo is amazing as a player, but he's not a center fielder. No, he's a left fielder. And the, you guys don't have the greatest center fielder anyway, option without him. We don't have a center fielder at all right now because we don't have Gardner. He's a free agent. So John Gray, starting pitcher for the Rockies. Um, the last good thing the Rockies might have. Um, kind of young, too. Kyle Schwarber outfield for Boston. Boston's pretty intent on bringing him back. Nelson Cruz for Tampa Bay. Obviously, we were going through some of the guys that uh, um, were traded around in the deadline. Um, Mark Camp, Oakland outfielder. I think he was one that got suspended for steroids. Interesting. Um, see what happens there. I may be thinking of the wrong Oakland outfielder, but he had an amazing first half of the year, but that is the guy I'm thinking of. Um, Steven Matz. Um, for the Blue Jays, um, an incredible talent. And, again, more starting pitching they need. Can't afford to lose that. Kind of amazing that a team that struggled so much on starting pitching could be losing a lot of good starting pitching. Huh. Kind of funny there. Maybe they just need to work on their bullpen. But they need to bring some of these guys back, too. Um, Carlos Rodon, Washington, starting pitcher. I mean, Washington can afford to. Oh, sorry. White Sox. Read that on. I was like, <laughs> so wrote on for the White Sox. That might be the big loss, but like that's the first big loss we've seen for the White Sox. Yeah, that's if he leaves. So like, I don't think the White Sox will have much trouble bringing him back, or at least one player of his caliber. Uh, Granky, uh, just wasn't his best this year. <laughs> nah, not at all. Um, big another Dodgers relief pitcher, Colin McHugh, uh, Tampa, probably one of Tampa's best pitchers, could be on his way out. So many good players, man. Um, this, this is the best free agency class that we've had in a long time. Yep. The Atlanta outfielders, Soler and Rosario, Rosario, the ones that got traded around at the deadline. Um, yeah. this will be because I don't think Atlanta really needs them back. Yeah, so, and, and Peterson's going to be on this list later on, too. Yeah. So Atlanta needs to keep one of the three. And so, you know, it's just a matter of pick one. And that's two good outfielders that just hit free agency. So, yeah. And you got to bring back the World Series MVP. Do they go with? I don't know who they go with because all three of them were huge pieces in that World Series. Yeah. Exactly. Kyle Seeger for the Mariners, a big piece. Um, I'd love to see them keep him. He's done so well. Um, the lesser of the Seeger brothers, but he, hey, he's good. Probably my favorite Seeger brother. Uh, Alex Wood, another giant starting pitcher. Anthony Descalafani, giant starting pitchers. So the Giants could be in trouble um, starting pitching. That's going to be something to keep an eye on. That may bite them in the World Series odds. That's three guys they have to bring back now. Um, mm-hmm. Eduardo Escobar, 
the, the piece that the Brewers brought in. I think he's a great infielder. I think there's going to be a lot of good teams that should try to get him for a discounted price. Uh, I would love to see the Cardinals get him as their shortstop, honestly. Like, I know we've talked about some big-name shortstops, but I like him. Uh, Tommy Pham, Cardinals guy. You know I like him. Yeah. Jock Peterson mentioned. Uh, more great uh, relief pitchers. you got Kendall Graveman and Hector Neris for the Phillies. So an amazing free agent class. It's going to be a lot of fun. Any thoughts on that, Noah, before we wrap it up? It's going to be a nuts off season. Hopefully, hopefully there's a lot of signings before this lockout period in the month. Yeah. So this is our first off season show guys. Um, Moving forward, we'll probably go over the awards again. Maybe, you know, once the MVP comes out, Um, we haven't looked at silver slugger or gold glove yet either. Um, We're also going to break down um, position by position, top 10 at each position. We're going to do that throughout the off season. Um, We'll also start talking about some other sports. We kind of had the NFL power rankings in the back of our mind today. We looked through that earlier today. Um, We got a lot for you guys and we're looking forward to this off season. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to keep an eye on all these free agents, man. It's going to be good. Yes, this is definitely, definitely going to be a crazy off season here. I'm excited for it. I know you are. Uh, I mean, I just, I, that lockout period is really lingering me or lingering to me. I mean, there's got to be signings before that. Yeah. Oh, we've already got two. Um, mm-hmm. It's headed across and then a couple guys stay in the same place. So, Barrios and uh, we'll stay. But yeah, Berlanger stayed. So, yes. All right. Thank you for joining us here on the third out. Uh, my name is Bryson French and this is Noah Whiskey, and we will see you guys next time.